to our How to Stay Married So Far podcast. Um, hello. Hello. If you are listening, welcome. If you'd like to see us in action, we also upload this on our YouTube channel, Nadia Sawala and Family. So if you head over there and you um, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and then you will always be told when we are uploading a new film. We also do a whole heap of other stuff. Oh yeah. On there, don't we, Mark? Oh yeah. What else do we do then? Film reviews, showbiz news, uh, relationship stuff. This gardening. gardening. We're terrible at gardening. Gardening. Um, cooking. Cooking. Lots and lots of film reviews, trailer reviews, reactions, family moments, eating all sorts of weird food. You name it, we do it. So pop over to our, our channel because you know what? We're pretty damn proud of it, and we think yeah. we always say if we found our channel, we'd subscribe and watch yeah. it. <laughs> it puts more pressure us on, yeah. on us staying married, though, because of course, if we were to divorce, that would be a total catastrophe. Yeah, that'd be disaster. We try and film it, though. Yeah. So today's podcast is on jealousy. Now, Mark has been wanting to do this for quite a while, and I've kept saying no, 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 because I don't want it to be another podcast where it seems like. I'm and a problem. there's something wrong with you and there's not something wrong with me. Because there really is. I'm as much of a fuck up as he is. I'm a recovering um, jealousolic. Jealousolic. And um, a while back we did an agony aunt and uncle, which we are going to eventually start doing again. We're just so short on time. But what came up a lot in that was mm. jealousy. A lot mm. of people are asking us questions about jealousy. You know, we've done a lot of marriage guidance. We've done a lot of therapies. We've had a lot of experiences. So... This is just our experiences sharing mm. back. We are in no way professional. It's just our experiences. So yesterday we put out a little Instagram post. Follow us on Nadiswara and Family Instagram post if you would like to see us on a daily basis. Um, asking people to share with us any thoughts that they had on jealousy. And shall I kick off straight away, Mark? Yeah. Do we want to talk about our story first and then go to comments? Yeah. All right then. Do what that. Do you think? I mean. Well, maybe if we do the comments and then within that we can be yeah, useful. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. so, first of all, we are... Sorry that we fluff and, and, and go on a bit. It's because we made a promise right at the beginning of this podcast that we would never edit anything out. Mm. So you get all these bits as well where we're yes. discussing. But yes. bear with us. The editor in me wants to trim yeah. like mad. Do you like my new glasses? They're from Sainsbury's. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, you'd be able to see it. Where are my glasses? Oh, I don't know, but I haven't got them, so okay. don't start that fight. Right, Laura Birdikin said... I used to feel jealous when I first got with my partner because he had to have a relationship of sorts with his ex as she's the mother of his children. Oh, big on this. I did struggle with that initially, but 10 years later, and he's never given me reason to doubt him or believe he would cheat. He knows that it is one of two things that would cause me to leave, the other being abuse. We both allow the other to look at any messages they want. We don't very often, but we know we can ask to see them if we want to, and there's nothing to hide. Mm. Well, I've got exes with children, and you've never felt a, a, a bead of jealousy. Mm. Have you? I, well, here's the thing. Before I, we get going, I would say that if I was to characterise the two of us, I'm the jealous person and you're the non-jealous person. Mm. And I would also say that as a hangover from a time when I thought jealousy was part of the currency of a relationship, I would see someone who had no experience of jealousy or felt no jealousy, it all, almost being a sign that, not that they didn't care, but that they were so supremely confident in themselves that uh, I should worry, <laughs> in a way. But if they're that confident, oh my God, you know, why the hell are they gonna so stay with me? So a person would immediately leave me. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna sort of almost delve into the really honest DNA of jealousy. I think that's what drives it. 
I think often jealousy is seen as a, and it is, a very controlling and negative thing. But I think to a lot of people and a surprising number of people, and you're a real exception in this, I think it is a really, really sometimes considered important part of a relationship, certainly a passionate relationship. Mm. Right, okay, well I think that that's where it can really cross the line. The reason I'm not jealous with you, it, there's various reasons. First of all, when I was younger, I used to be really jealous. Oh, right. And, and, and it was just that young, that young thing where it's just, it's kind of drama driven. You know, and it is, yeah. and it comes from a lack of security and confidence yeah. and self-esteem, definitely. But as I got older, and I realised that actually it was really destructive. And actually, I'm a really lovely person. I'm a, I'm a mm. kind person. I'm a good partner. I'm loyal. Mm. I'm never unfaithful. All of these things. And I just got to a place where I thought, well, I'm not going to be jealous because if somebody wants to leave me, they're mm. going to leave me, and they're mm. going to be an idiot because I'm a good person. So that's up to them. So I literally rationalised it as I got older. Mm. Um, but going to Laura and what you just said there, you said, "Oh, well, you weren't jealous at all when mm. I first." Well, I was a bit actually. Oh. I was a bit because you mm. were so obsessed with rage at not being able to have your daughter, mm. the access to your daughter in the way that you wanted and needed mm. to, that we spent, you spent a lot of time talking about your ex, a mm. lot, a lot, a lot of time. So it was mm. a bit like, sometimes, though even though it was because you were irritated by her or you were angry with her or you were frustrated, it was still like, oh my she God, was in the room. there's three people in this van. And I used to talk all the time to my sisters about it and my friends and I would say, oh my God, it's just like constant. But again, I rationalised it. Mm. If I'd been five years younger, oh, we probably would have finished. Oh, right. But because but I rationalised... what were you jealous of? Jealous of the amount of time that and thought that you gave her. Right, right. Um, I mean, that's interesting because that was where the conflation of alcoholism suited me. Because, of course, alcohol leads you to a place of sort of poor me, poor me, let's home in on all the things that aren't working in my life, da 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 da. And we would drink a lot back then. So it's interesting that at that time I would sp it would be the first place I'd go straight to the sort of pain and agony and rage and frustration and struggle. Um, and yet, at the same time, I had no reason to be jealous of your past life, but I was very jealous of any past you'd had. Well, let me come back to that. But so I, so I was jealous. I was also jealous of the fact that the two of you had been to university together. Yeah, right. You know, you'd you had a child, mm. so you'd obviously been really in love, and you'd had mm. this child that um, that she was because I didn't know her. You know, all I knew was that you'd both gone to university, and I just imagined this incredibly intelligent, highly educated, thin woman because Izzy had already told me. That I had better be careful about what I ate because I might get fat. Mm. <laughs> so I did have jealousy issues, but I just didn't bring them to the party because I thought, what good will that do us? Mm. Um, I can see you worrying about it. I am totally the in the shop. Yeah. I'm totally okay. in the shop. Everything I'm saying. Just when I do the split this is what screen, she marriage. sometimes leans out of shot and it's just. It's... This is what happens in marriage, yeah, isn't okay. it? They don't listen to you. No, I am listening. So, so. Yeah, and going back to Laura here about mm. when you've got somebody with um, children, when they come to a relationship, what was so hard for me in our relationship was Mark was so jealous of my past, it was literally ridiculous. Mm. And, and yet I welcomed his children as if they were mine, which meant that his past was omnipresent mm. every minute of our relationship. If we weren't talking about 
access or about X. It was just constant. No, it was totally hypocritical. It was so hypocritical, and yet your jealousy mm. nearly destroyed our relationship. No, I know. I it know. really much, much, much worse than the alcohol. Much worse. But the alcohol was. The was but the alcohol fueled the jealousy. The alcohol fueled the jealousy in two different ways. Jealousy comes about, I believe, in my in my experience would come about most extremely when it surrounded my thoughts of what I would do or would have done at that point yeah. in my life in the opposite situation. I was coming out of it's habitual I was coming out yeah no of course I was coming out of habitual philandering, habitual, you know, bad behavior, habitual just alcoholic thinking, behavior, unreliability, all this kind of stuff. I mean, within all of that, still holding it together and holding down my jobs and um, you know, I was seeing Izzy every other weekend and ensured that that life didn't impinge as much as I possibly could. But, you know, yeah, and being fearsomely honest now, I was projecting onto you what I was, you know, how I behaved in the past. And I was thinking, well, if she goes out and she does this and she had this lifestyle, why is she going to want to stay with me? Because I was, I was unable, of, I was incapable of thinking of myself as a committed person. Exactly. No, exactly. I know, and yeah. I think that will chime for a lot of people. Yeah. That... I mean, the thing is, if you've behaved badly, you just imagine everybody else well, is going to do. Well, you do, and and but the sadness in there, and this isn't a defence of it, but and, but it's an absolute call to arms to resolve it and sort this shit out, is that it's it, you know, it's not based upon something someone else is actually doing. You were doing nothing, and I can say that categorically. There was nothing you were doing that was leading me to feel you weren't playing games. I think some people, you know, in some relationships, there is a lot of game playing. I mean, I've been in relationships where there's been a little bit of game playing, and you sort of think, well, hang on a minute, I don't want to feel that. And, you know, and again, with the help of alcohol, you know, it always comes back to that. You know, you can, you can play someone at their own game, or you can sort of, you can almost fortify yourself with alcohol, so you don't care how you feel. Mm. And so, what I would, the, the parenthesis I put all that in is, is that, you know, my, the degradation of my moral boundaries meant that I felt everyone else's moral boundaries were the same. And that I was really at sea in a world where I couldn't trust anyone because I couldn't trust myself. Mm-hmm. And, and yet within that, there was massive, massive crushing disappointment, you know. So when I went into rehab and everything, you know, and a different kind of jealousy emerged out the other side of putting down the drink and everything else, which is what we were talking about in the agony arm thing. So I think... There are different hues of green to jealousy. There are different types of jealousy. There are different ways in which jealousy can come from a very different wellspring, where it can come from a place of, actually, I'm worried she's going to do what I did. Mm. Or it can come from a place of, actually, she's really actually scratching a scab of vulnerability. I know She knows I feel. Now I'm feeling. So I do think, you know, jealousy isn't always just a sort of dark, nasty emotion from someone coming from a place of the, in them. It can be activated in people. And some people play up to it. Some people love it, don't they? No, they will, absolutely. They will wind somebody up until yeah, yeah, the yeah, point yeah, that yeah. they go crazy. Yeah. Just want to read a couple more out. Jane, Linda, nah, too old for that shenanigans. It did, well, I do think that notion, I saw some of these comments, I think that, that thing of age does help. Blue Hazy says, not so much now, hashtag 40 years. Oh, right, there you go. <laughs> Uh, Jane Murrell says, God, yes, but, am I the world's worst for jealousy? Not a good trait causes a lot of aggro and baggage from first marriage. Christopher V. Ricks was once a jealous person, always wondering what my man was up to, but now much older, I find myself more confident and settled with who I am. So I'm like, take it or leave it. But could I ask, is that because as we get older, <laughs> there's less fear that each of us, the people in a couple, will be looking or, or, or will be sort of philandering? Well, or... Yes, it could be all of that, but can we not just say that what he gets a 
point you trust a person. Oh, I no, mean, no, I know you no, get frustrated with me that I'm no, not no, jealous. No, and I say to you, this is what I've said to you on many occasions, isn't it? I said, do you know what? It's like having a present just thrown back in your face because mm. I say I love you and I'm, I'm offering yeah, that over that. and you just go, yeah. that's what it feels like, jealousy. Yeah. You don't love me. It's yeah. like, hang on a minute, I have said I've trusted you and you think that that means in some way that I don't care about you because yeah. I trust you. It's so warped. It's so warped. Well, but it might be warped trust to you, but I Trust does not mean that I don't care. Trust no, means no. that I care most about you. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It's taken me a long time to get there. Oh, look, Lisa Taylor, 20. Me and hubby are both Scorpios. Used to be jealous, but not anymore after 29 years. Well, we that's what I mean. We're both Scorpios. Mm. And if we had met earlier, whilst I was still a jealous wife, we wouldn't have lasted five minutes. Mm. You've got to be so grateful that I trust and that I'm not mm. jealous. You mustn't think, oh, I wish Nadia was a bit more jealous. Because why? Because that's just drama. I sometimes wonder, though, do you think that because I kind of came into this relationship damaged goods, if you like, we all come into yeah, it. Well, no, 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 no. But, but because my... Let's da damage each other. No, no, no. But because my damaged goods kind of outshone your damaged goods... No, it didn't. To a degree, insofar as I went into rehab and, you know, the alcoholism was more extreme and all this kind of stuff. Is there a set of circumstances whereby I'm, I'm, I'm sort of forever in the sort of, not junior position, but I'm always in the slightly dysfunctional... I mean, I know that's why you were concerned about talking about jealousy. You don't, I don't want to be just known as someone who's an alcoholic, suffers from depression, not suffers from anxiety, recovering, recovering alcoholic, years. all this. Oh, you know, I, the reason I wanted to talk about jealousy is I think it's a really important thing to talk about how I've managed to resolve much of it and how I still have to on a daily basis resolve it. But I do sometimes wonder whether you'd be more of a jealous person or you'd struggle with your feelings around me if I hadn't come into the relationship and quite quickly been the sort of, not the ill one, but the, the sort of the damaged one. You know, all the sort of... Well, I just don't think of it like that. I was damaged as well. What is damage? It's like mm. damage, baggage, mm. all these words that people bring and put onto a relationship, I don't like. Mm. Baggage is who you are. Damage is, is what you've experienced and how you've survived mm. it. So I don't think of it. I don't think of it in those terms. Sure. I just think, for me, it's like I've said before, what I saw was your heart, what I saw was your kindness, what I mm. saw was your dedication and your loyalty to be a good person and to be striving for better. What had happened before, yes, you'd be an idiot if it didn't inform you a bit. I mean, I mm. knew you were a player, so why would I just go, oh, well, mm. he's just gonna be faithful to me all his life. You had to, but I watched and I looked and now, and I am a smart woman who's worked out who you are and, 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 and feels grateful that I have this mm. relationship. Mm. But I do think that, yeah, I mean, you're kind of asking, is it that we're just time means that we just get used to each other? Yeah. We don't have the fear that anyone's yeah. going. Well, I think absolutely I anything <laughs> can be seen. Anything can be seen in a negative. Well, there you go. You say I haven't got the energy, but well, because takes, when we are younger, emotion. when you were younger and you were looking for everybody to shag, you didn't. That's you're just going by instinct. When no, you no, get no, no. Older, I'm talking about the things, yeah, but jealousy itself is an exhausting, exhausting. emotion. It, it, it's a, it's like now, a drug. If people have got a jealous person, right? Now, we have to be careful with this because some people's jealousy is a very dangerous, abusive oh, yeah. thing. And, of course, you need to reach out and get professional help for that. If you are being controlled, mm. if you are, mm. whether that's just mentally or physically, that's a completely different mm. issue. Mm. What I'm talking about with Mark was day in, day out, drip, 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 jealousy that, start, that made me dread mm. almost 
seeing you or hearing you because mm. it was just so it was just so all-encompassing you used to overphone me you used mm. to want to know what i was texting it was horrendous it was much worse than drinking mm. and we eventually went to a couple's counselor and i said in front of the couple's counselor with mark there i didn't say this to mark separately i said if this i want to draw a line now and a boundary i don't want to be asked about this i don't want to be asked about it. and i get very specific things that I felt were crossing, that I could see that Mark was as much a victim of. You were mm. a victim of it. Mm. You didn't want to be being like this. This wasn't your intention, but you were being overwhelmed by the addiction of jealousy. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah, and I said, and you were out of rehab then, weren't you? Mm. I said, this will 100% finish our relationship. Mm. I, if you ever ask me about a text again, if you ever want to look at mm. my phone again, these things will be the end of our relationship. Mm. And it wasn't until I drew that absolute clear boundary, because at the time I was seeing a therapist, mm. and she said, why are you accepting mm. 20 calls a Why are you accepting mm. that? You're accepting it, postman. You, by you accepting it, he mm. will carry on doing this till the end of the earth. Mm. So I just drew a line. This relationship won't, can't continue. Mm. And then that was really difficult for you because it's incredibly painful and then you had well, to because, really investigate well, what, was, what, what was fueling that. Didn't well, you? you had to investigate what was fueling it, but what made it a sort of, what, what was a real nightmare at that point, if I go back there, it was so traumatising, was that it almost, by having to face the fact that you were saying and we were in a situation, and you're right, we were in a situation post having stopped drinking, where I'd kind of cross-addicted to jealous thinking and jealous control yeah. and jealous behaviour yeah. and jealous fear, Dark. jealous fear. Um, being told that if it happened in any way, shape or form again, it was the red line of, of death, as it, as it had to be, like you had to do with me with drinking. I remember at the time thinking, I don't know how I can do this, because it's, it's a fear that comes, it, it's, an, it's a non-induced non-chemically induced fear from any substance or anything it's inside you so you're having to it's it's growing inside of you the feeling and to describe jealousy it sort of starts in your heart for me like a worm and that worm gets hotter and hotter and as that worm crawls out of the arteries of your heart it fills your blood it fills your arteries it fills your veins it gets to and you feel sort of controlled constricted you you feel hot you feel and you feel just and so, to add, so yeah, you feel possessed and then to add to that the fact that you're in a situation where you now know you can't you can't add cross that it. boundary again it was it was an impossibility it felt like an impossibility at times but which I'm sure is making people it, think so how did you do it but isn't <laughs> it interesting that when you come out of rehab the mm. jealousy had always been mm. bad right mm. from the beginning but you went on overdrive that was that... because you cross addicted yes. because how you would quell your insecurity how you would shut up those horrible voices That's in true. your head was with alcohol yeah. the alcohol had been taken away and these voices became oh, yeah. like screaming in your head it's no and exaggeration. that's why then you had you've done rehab now you've got another mountain to climb it's no exaggeration you know? to say that i often say that giving up smoking was more difficult than giving up the substance of drink uh, but the kicking the jealous habit, and it's mm. not something that one's successful at all the time, far from it, but where I'm at now is 95% better than where I, where I ever was before. But in trying to, to do that, it was, it was no exaggeration to compare it to something like, if you've seen the film Suspiria, it's like Dante's Inferno. It's like a dance with the devil mm. in the pale moonlight. Mm. I mean, it, it's literally... And there were many times back there where I thought, I don't know if I can do this. As much as you thought, I don't know if I can tolerate this guy, there were times where I was thinking, 
I don't know how I can do this without anything to help take the edge off yeah. what I'm feeling or thinking. Awful. Because the so thing I said in that question and answer, which I think resonated for a few people, was, you know, jealousy is based on fear. Jealousy is based on a fear of abandonment, a, fear, a, a low self-esteem, a feeling and a sense that you're not good enough. This doesn't make it any more better to deal with no, at all. No. But to understand it, yeah. you know, it's based upon projection. And projection means, you know, where you project your worst fears onto a situation. And we'll get to, I'm sure, how we kind of managed to start to unpick it with CBT and daily living. And I do it now. I have where I, feel, I can feel the flick of a jealous thought coming in. I will quite as quickly as I can... I'm, I'm sure you'd say, Nadia, I don't do it successfully all the time, far from it. But as best as I can, I will quell the thought with a very quick CBT sort of act. And I'll, I'll explain what that is in a bit. But, but jealousy, is, jealousy comes from a place of fear. False evidence appearing real. False oh, evidence, evidence appearing, appearing real. real. And, what God, your you brain, that. and what your brain says to yourself is, this is what's happening. That text isn't a, just a, a benign text. That text is from someone that she's going to leave me for. That text is, oh my God, oh my God. Now, you know, that way lies absolute madness. And that's a point where jealousy is no longer a thing of, oh, I get a bit jealous if someone looks at you in a pub or get a bit mm. jealous if someone's, mm. you know. That's a fundamental, it disembowels you mm. on a daily basis. Mm. And why would you want your partner to be feeling that? But of course then the problem that creeps into this, and I wonder if anyone else has had this, is if jealousy is that immobilising for one half of a relationship, the other person doesn't want to understand where it comes from because they've been so hurt and upset. Yeah. And what happens is they step further but back. The way you push that so, person away yeah, because you become hideous. Yeah, I mean, if you think what you just described, this worm and then it turns mm. into a snake and then it da-da-da... Imagine how ugly that looks to the person oh, that's looking at the jealousy. It just makes you just recoil and, and exacerbates the whole bloody so thing. So recoiling makes you think there's a reason for you recoiling. Yeah, oh recoiling my God, so maybe I was right. <laughs> but exactly, but it's very quick and easy sort of, it's like mm. a domino effect where you start to think, ah, that's why, ah, I was right. You yeah. often say, uh, don't say this so that you yeah. can now prove it's yeah, right. Yeah. And I think that happens don't, in a lot it's of just, arguments. Do you know what? It's, I find this really unsettling going back to it. It's just, I can think about you when you were drunk and I can think, yeah, I mean, it wasn't great, but when I think about those dark jealousies, mm. oh, mm. the worst. Because mm. I think when we took the drink away, we got to the root of why you drank, and yes. that was it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and, and it was a crushing belief that, based on childhood trauma, one was going to be left on one's own yeah. by everyone that you valued, cared for, loved, cherished. And it's, it's almost analogous to that idea of if you hold something so fragile, so tightly and so keenly, you'll break it. Jealousy, in my experience, that's, that's where my You're jealousy comes from. Someone, I've you? wanted to hold it mm. so desperately because I've not wanted to lose it that it just crushes. Now, what alcohol allowed me to do is be a bit at the yeah, edges, cooler with it, a bit less a fair, mm. yeah, because it took the edge off. So do you think it would, um, um, do you think it would be a good idea maybe to share what you do that you learnt with CBT. I think that might be a good practical. Yeah. Well, on a practical, I mean, this isn't like a sort of step-by-step -step process, but I mean, what I've found useful in going to CBT, when you go to cognitive behavioural therapy, they offered me this image, which I quite like as an image, which is we have negative thoughts. And when you have a negative thought about something, Nadia's, you know, say for example, Nadia's going to a party tonight. She's going to leave me. She's going to dance with some really cool dude and she's going to leave me. There's the scenario. She's for Gregor. So you go put your head and that negative feeling in a court of law. What's the name of the guy on ITV who you love? Judge Rinder. Imagine you're in Judge Rinder. You pop that negative thought in the pulpit of court and you're going to go, right, 
There's going to be people prosecute, there's going to be the defence and there's going to be the prosecution. So what makes you think that's a likely possibility? Well, Nadia's very gregarious, she's very sort of, you know, non-sexually flirtatious, she's very outgoing, she's the life and soul of a party, she likes a good dance. That great, doesn't it? Yeah, so all these things aren't helping the, the negative thought, because I'm thinking, oh my God, she's all these things, you know, I mean, when I was like that, I was like, yeah, ah. Okay, so let's go on the other side. So the, that, that's, the, that's the sort of, sort of defence of the negative thought. Well, let's, let's prod that negative thought. Has she gone out, danced, had a good time many times before? Good God, yeah, loads. And what's happened as a consequence? She's come back and she said, well, she's had a nice evening. She's maybe had a bit of a hangover the next day and regretted having too much to drink. And she's gone to work and it's been fine. All right, okay. Has there ever been a history where she's ever danced topless on a table with someone? No. So you literally start to develop and sort of accrue all of the evidence to prove how long have you been married? When have you, you know, what levels of commitment has she shown to you that you know? Now, it might sound like a remarkably complex and detailed amount of homework to do, but it's the difference between you not being able to hamper your evening and not be able to cope with you going out for the evening. Do you see what I mean? That I've built, built, built. So you build a dossier of, of proof that works against the negative thought. And, and you know... It usually works. It usually works. It doesn't work all the time. But it's, it's a bit like when when um, we took one of our daughters to CBT who was having trouble and she was much younger at sleeping and she just believed there were monsters. And, and the CBT woman yeah. kept saying to her over again, so, has your mum ever seen a monster? Yeah. Has your dad ever seen Has your gran? Has your friends? Yeah. Nadia, have you ever known anyone in the entire world that ever yeah, seen a monster? Yeah. And we just went, and I could see, and it reminded, it made me think in the simplest of terms, this mm. isn't true. Mm. This doesn't happen. She's never done it in any previous relationships, mm. but it took you a long time. Oh, it takes a long time because, it's especially really with a brain like mine, because of course my brain on the on the defence of the negative thought, there's always that ultimate line of defence. I would have made a good lawyer, which goes, "There's always a first time for everything." Yeah, there's always I remember a first you time saying for everything. that. And so you can't rationalise that. But what I tell you does happen is if you literally sit down and you write, "What is the proof that this could happen?" Where is the evidence? What's the lack of proof? The very act of writing it down punctures the emotion, punctures the feeling. You, you, you can't help but look at some of the evidence that's fighting against it. You might still have bits that are feeding your, your worry or your fear, but you'll also have points that are combating it. And it's the, point, the fact that you can even write points that you're combating it. When you're in a negative thinking cycle of jealousy mm. and you're staying locked in your head, it becomes a rampant, circular, self-sustaining cyclone of emotion. Whereas actually, if you, it's just a process of, it's like throwing a, a, you know, a, a stick into the spokes of a wheel and just stopping it for a moment. It might go round again, yeah. but it just takes some of the heat out of it. Excuse me, guys. I think that must be the postman. Could it be your sister? No. Oh, I think it's my sister. Bear with us. We never edit. So you just can have to see. Maybe it's present. Maybe it's flowers. <laughs> this is because we do our podcast at home. A lot of people do it in the studio, but we think it's nicer that we do it at home. So, well, so, yes. I think that you've given a brilliant synopsis of jealousy. And I hope so. I think that must be really lovely for... Because when there's I There's a way being, out. I think the most important thing to say there is, is a there's way a way out. But it does require... It required as much of a desire to find a way out. You know, if you truly look... 
If you want to stay a jealous person, you really want to stay locked into your own feelings. And it goes back to my thing about giving up drinking. If you genuinely want to try and sort your shit out for other people, you have to, you have to want to think about how this will benefit their lives. Now, the simplest thing I can do is if I know I'm going to be this, that and the other, and there'll be times when Andrew will go, Mark, you're going there. And I'll just have to take myself away and just go, this is not fair. This is not fair. This is not fair. And at its simplest, you need to want to stop for, for, for someone else as much as yourself. I do genuinely, I genuinely believe this in most things. You know, if you've got someone in your life that you're hurting through your behaviour, yeah. look to them first if you can't look to yourself. Well, and also if you like your relationship and you're hurting yes. your relationship. Yeah. God, you know what? We could talk about that for blooming hours, couldn't we? We should maybe do another one. I think we should definitely do this again because yeah. you've got to go to work and I've got to go to Sainsbury's. I know. <laughs> anyway, I hope that was useful. Was that useful? It was really interesting yeah. listening yeah. to it. And I think this is definitely... A topic we should do again. I think mm. we should read more of the comments out and let's do this. Put definitely. more comments beneath this. I think this. let's do jealousy part two next yeah. week. Put more comments underneath if there's a certain little yeah. views or parts of jealousy. I mean, I think yeah. there are other types of jealousy. I mean, some people are very jealous jealousy of other careers, people's relationships. Jealousy with their children. Exactly. All let's that sort of do, thing. let's keep on going with jealousy. Yeah. I think we just touched the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do a few more podcasts on this. Why not? Part one, part two, part three, Stop part it. four. It yeah. makes so many people unhappy yeah. and it has such a huge impact on so many different people in yeah. different ways that we might as well talk about it more. Yeah. That's the joy of podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you guys. for your comments. More, please. Take care. Bye.